Yes, I do believe these will work perfectly. In fact, I think this is the best work you've ever done. It is unquestionable that these blades will get me the agreement that I seek. Hello, and welcome back to the Lost Legends of Scadrial Mistborn Adventure Game Podcast. I'm your host and narrator, Trevor. You can find me on the uh, 17th Shard Forums as 5th of Daybreak, and with me I have the rest of the Lost Legends. Hi, I'm John. I go by Clovermite Online, and I play Tony Darklings. Hi, I'm David, and I play Lord Falco. Hi, my name is Brian, and my character goes by Tajmil... I'm Kelly, and I play Merida. Let's jump back in. Uh, everybody had made it back to uh, Tony's place uh, after the uh, big James in- James incident. Um, should we just cut to the next day? Sure. Sure. Okay, uh, so, Tony, uh, I imagine that you wake up first, um, unless Falcom is going to be an early riser this morning, and Wittens is up and about and making breakfast and everything uh, when you get down in there in the morning. And today, Tony will be wearing a forest green suit with a matching forest green top hat. Good morning, Wittens. Ah, Master Tony. I do believe I have something for you. A messenger was uh, sent over yesterday, but I wasn't feeling well enough to uh, let you know. But I have uh, an invitation for you. Oh. And are you feeling better today, Wittens? I hope so. Um... The the symptoms have gone away, but I fear that the underlying cause is still around. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. If if you need to take another day off, let me know, Wittens. Oh, of course, Master Tony. And uh, Tony looks at the invitation. All right, and the, the invitation is addressed to Tony Darkomancy. Yeah, I'll open it up. Okay, you open it up. Uh, inside it uh, is an invitation to a party at the Lord Mistborn's Manor, honoring the um, the Darkomancies for their recent exploits in the city. But you notice that the first Darkomancy listed is Jim Darkomancy. And then at the very bottom, it says also in attendance to receive an honor is Tony Darkomancy. Tony frowns. And then there's a separate note in there asking you to attend this to receive an honor from the Lord Mistborn himself for services rent to the city for you and the rest of your party. Tony immediately hands Merida the invitation. So Merida picks up the invitation and reads it and smiles and is like, good old Snee, getting it done for us. And hands it back. I don't see how he knew Jim, though. Uh, I don't know either, but he got it done. It works, it works. Um, uh, I don't think Merida ne- ever actually explained what it would be in all of the confusion yesterday. That never got unpacked. Okay, well, well Tony no just one assumes knows. that she knows what she's talking about. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to Lord Falcom, I think. Like, we had already talked about ways to infiltrate the the Lord Mistborn's manor or whatever. That makes sense. But 
Uh, did Tony like tell everybody and pass that around? Uh, he just Tony gave it to Meredith, oh, okay. and, and so, then she said, yeah, "Okay, it's me. Got it done, and then handed it back." And Tony continues to scowl, thinking about his name below his cousins. And it's not like it's just below, but like it says, you know, um, an invitation from the Lord Mistborn in order to honor the great Jim Darkomancy uh, for his heroic actions of the city. The Lord Mistborn invites you to partake in a ball of old world standards at his mansion at such and such date. Uh, and then at the bottom, below that, in very small type, it says, also in attendance to receive honors will be uh, Tony Darkomancy and his party. Now I'm curious what Jim did, or if he didn't do anything. That's a that's a curious question, isn't it? Yep. Guess you'll just have to wait until the episode is released, by every, like everybody else. Yep. So, uh, Tony, what, when, what date do I need to mark down for this, uh, for your attendance? And Tony hands the invitation to Tajmil, still scowling. Uh, I would look over and notice this and uh, pick up a book called Freeing the Angry Mind, and I would hand it to uh, Tony. Uh, and while I'm doing this, I would start small talk. So if I'm going to be your scribe, uh, what do I get paid? I mean... Oh, um, Witten's advised me that I should speak with him for before further negotiations on salary. Wittens, Tajmil says he wants to be the scribe and and uh we need to arrange payment to him instead of Jane. Wittens looks at Tajmil and then looks towards the liquor cabinet. <laughs> and then no, sighs no, no, and wait. comes and sits down. Um so <laughs> do we want to just do this as a transfer of one resource? Sure. Okay, so John, I'm just gonna take your um your permanent to two, uh your permanent spent to two, and then reduce you back down to eight, where you technically never should have gone above anyway. Cool. Wait, you're not supposed to go. I thought you could after character creation. Um, as far as I remember reading, there was something about not being able to go above eight anyway, but maybe after character creation limits ten. That's what I thought. Oh, speaking of which, while we're talking about this, shouldn't I have recovered a damage from sleeping? Yeah, you, you should have been at down to five. Okay. Yeah, the the two spent is still from um Eleanor, or that was her name, right? Your mom's name? Yeah, I think so. Eleanor LaRue. Uh, but that's just from her still being angry at you. Gotcha. I thought you were just decreasing the eight, but if you're doing the transfer, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, Lord Falcone, do you have, like, anybody who might work for you at all? Like, if you needed a message that was sent to your place and you weren't there, would you have a way to get it to yourself at Tony's? No, I would just stop by for messages every day or two. Okay. I was planning on going on a trip anyway, so I'll just uh, leave and say, hey guys, I'll be back probably halfway through the day. And uh, going out. Okay. And Tony starts uh, reading the. What was the title you said, uh, Brian? Um, freeing the angry mind. So so Tony Tony starts reading and then like starts fighting off a smile, trying to keep the scowl, but it, like the anger is starting to leave. Um, what was you saying, Kelly? I'm just thinking like if he can influence other people, can he make himself stay mad? 
Yeah, that is true. He probably could. Like self-influence or self-riot. I'm not sure if that's ever been uh, discussed in the series. Well, damn, couldn't that mean that like he gets more courage for shit? Uh, Actually, no, they can't do it because it's an external metal. Okay. Yeah, I think that'd be like trying to tickle yourself. Yeah. Yeah, because it's um, copper and uh, but wait, that are the internal. You could do metals. that if you like. If you like, scratch tickle yourself, where you know what I mean, where like you barely drag your arm across or your fingernails across your arm or something. But if, that... if you're looking at the canon and the way that they've um, dissected the magic system in universe, they've got it grouped into four different categories uh, with two different types. Um, in each of the category, well, four different types in each of the category. There's an external metal, an internal metal, and then the external and internal metals can both be pushing metals and pulling metals. Okay, I see. So with the mental metals, which is the grouping that the zinc is in, um, the internal metals are the copper cloud, which blocks blocks people from being able to sense your allomancy, and then the bronze, which allows you to sense other people's allomancy. Right on. But anyway, we're getting down in the weeds. Um, yep. Lord Falcombe, uh, when you make it back well, to your residence, if you're going, are you going there first, or are you going there after? I'm going to make one stop at the. Uh, forget his name. Uh, the. The. Snee. Weaponsmith dude. Oh, okay. If you're gonna do that, then we don't necessarily even need you to head back by your house. Oh, okay. Yeah, because. I was going to, I'm wearing the bangles, I forget how many I have, if it's just one, whatever, but I was going to take those to him. <laughs> He's going to pull a Taj Mill. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, you show up and uh, he, he opened the door. Oh, Sule, just the man I was hoping to see, I have a proposition for you. Come in, come in. How's it going? Oh, very well, my friend, business is good. But there is a caveat to that. My business needs your help if you are interested. I'm always interested. I still owe you one, I figure. Ah, I was hoping you would not forget that because this is a beautiful weapon, is she not? And he reaches behind him and he pulls out your uh, Makawito. Makawito. Yay. And does he have like something I can cheat it kind of in? Like a uh, case. He had it kind of like wrapped in a towel okay. for the moment. Um, and when you ask about a case, he'll say, oh, I am not quite finished with that, but uh, if you wanted to take her with you, it might be dangerous. That would be fine with me uh, while I finish up your case. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I'll just wrap it in something until you get that to me. And uh, do you have any use for this? And I toss him whatever gold bangle I have. Hmm, a little bit of gold, eh? I mean, it is always useful to have some gold in your pocket, but it is, uh, this is not my area of expertise. Well, if you find somebody that's interested in it, let me know. I mean, if you knew a metallurgist, maybe they could have some use for it, but, uh... uh maybe. Or a jewelry salesman. Of course not. <laughs> or a metallurgist. Anyways. Well, uh, he'll take it back. It was worth a shot. So what do you need, buddy? 
Sule, as you say. Uh, there is a man who is looking to settle a city uh, quite a bit south of here. He has uh, inquired with me on their way to secure him protection, and so uh, I need you to help him escort the goods to where he will make these negotiations. Sounds reasonable. Uh, is it a one-man job, or should I bring the rest of my uh, associates with Oh, uh, there there will probably be a, a need for numbers if that is not too much trouble. Of course not. Of course not. Ah, uh, see, I knew you were the type of man to respect one's craft and to give something back that is equal to its magnificence. Of course. Uh, when do we start? The caravan will leave tomorrow afternoon. Make sure you have uh, made any preparations to get that finished before uh, you are ready to head out. Okay. Will do. And I will take off. Alright, um, let's discuss uh, damage for your Makawito. Okay. Yeah, What what is up with this? Also known as a Swax. Okay, that's that stone <laughs> well, thing, right? It's the, yeah. Um, I would say let's make it a plus three weapon. Dang. Yes. So how much damage? Damage or roll? Uh, plus plus uh three damage. It still only adds yeah. plus two, like the uh, for like the dueling cane for the roll. Let me let me just double check the. Or is the here. dueling cane two, or is it just one? Yeah, the dueling cane is plus two. Yeah, so let's make that a plus three weapon. For damage or for roll? For damage. So he's asking about the roll as well, I think. For the resources roll? No, for the modifier in combat. Uh, damage, or weapons only modify damage. I think you get the plus for your dueling cane because you are a dueling cane specialist. Uh, you usually get a bonus for your close quarters yeah. combat. Yeah, that's our specialty. Oh, I thought he had a dueling cane special trait as well. No, just the close quarters combat, I think. Okay. You lied on the first episode, David. About? Which one? The dueling cane special. Oh, but I was just saying, uh, which lie? Yeah, there's, there's a few. Uh, there's mistruths. Uh, I see what you did there. Yeah, that's where I was at. Oh, um, it's looking like a plus three weapon is considered a stone hammer, so I'm I'm inclined to put this on par with a coloss blade and make it plus four, but you have to have a physique of at least six to wield it. Yeah, good thing I got that. Damn, you're making that thing like a nuclear weapon. Yeah, but whatever he's about to ask us to do is payment for it. I mean, it's a it's a pretty big sword being wielded by somebody with. Uh, with a lot of intent behind it. But I'm not going to use it often because it's like a freaking... Nobody needs to see that kind of thing. I don't know. Alright. Pretty big swag. Yeah, like, the results... I, I mean, Falcom hasn't, like, gone out of his way to kill anyone yet, and this is, like, something that he would use to actually kill someone. But... So does this mean that I should swing by uh, our good old Mr. Bornum? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be fine with me. Uh, David, right. was there anything else you wanted to do before you head back? 
No, I would head back. Uh, I would stash, actually, the Makawitl at my house. My okay. shack. In a safe place. With the yeah, gold bands. When you get there, you find a, a message saying to come visit uh, him at the shop, but you've already done okay. that. So. Alright, yeah. And then that's it. Did I get a message? Um. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, I was mostly worried about setting that quest up. And that it was an incidental. So we we can say that you got a message saying that he's got a prototype for you. Yay! Nice. Okay, Merida, let's go see our new magic stuff. All right. And you guys show up to Metal Bornhums and walk in the door, and he uh, greets you like old friends. Oh, I'm I'm glad you came. I've been actually just fiddling it with you here this morning. Uh, and I forget you were going for you like wanted flash paper, right? Because yeah. He was working flash. with the gut the gunpowder, and then. Um, so he's got like a little contraption that you can fit on your wrist. And when you, um, it's got a couple of different, uh, functions it can do, but he hasn't gotten all of them working yet that he wants to put in there. But you basically got one charge of each of them where you can do the flash powder and have like a, um, the, the flash of fire appear in your hand when you make a very specific gesture. And then the other one, um, is like a little fireball shooter that like it doesn't the fireball burns up before it gets too far but you can like make another gesture and a fire flame ball will shoot from your hand awesome and uh, he goes over all of that with you and explains how to use it and then shows you how to refill its charges you'll just have to come back and uh, buy some new ones every once in a while when you run out the um one that does the fireball in my hand it also does like the big puff of smoke as well right yeah like classic flash paper, like up in a pile of smoke, or up in a big flash, and then there's the smoke that comes afterward. Sweet. Tony Tony gives him a big hug and is beaming the whole time. And uh, immediately buys a refill because he tests out the both of them. <laughs> and then um, I want to make this two props. One for an extra ammunition charge, and then one for the actual device, which... So you'll have two charges, or four charges total, two for each. Right. Well, actually, no, let's just make this all one, because uh, we didn't make Falcom's two, two uh, props. Okay, so then I guess I'm going to ditch one of my misting vials in lieu of having my uh, flash contraption. All right, sounds good. So you're saying I have four shots then? Not just uh, Four not shots, just but you each? have to reload after one shot with each type. Tajmil, was there anything you wanted to do real quick before, uh, while everybody else is leaving? Um, <clears throat> I can't really think of anything, unless there's, well, let's see, how how did they get all this, uh, like, upgraded weapons? Obviously, I don't need an upgraded weapon, but, uh, bonus, was this, bonus these were things that they did in their solo episodes. Okay. And actually, yeah. um, Falcom's been trying to set his up since last season. Yeah, I remember that, um. No, I, I, I would just, uh, pro- I'd probably just head with them, you know, because I never know when Tony might need a book for right now. And... Yeah, it's either that or you spent, like, the whole time they were gone sitting down with Wittens as he's going over your, like, expectations and responsibilities. Okay, we can we can go on to that. So, what exactly uh, is a scribe? Because, uh, like I say, I'm trying to turn over a new leaf. I got pretty banged up at, back there, and, you know, I realized something during that time that... Uh, I'm not a very good thief, and, uh, maybe I ought to try something different. 
Well, Master Tony especially is looking for somebody to, one, carry the books for him, but he wants somebody who can make their adventure seem exciting. You see, in this new world, there's not quite as much intrigue as there was before, so the people are craving something new, something exciting, and he wants wants a scribe who can write proficiently to make his adventures seem that much more magical. Okay. Uh, well, you so the know... first question is: uh, Do you know how to write? Yes, I do. <laughs> and I would hand him some papers, and it would have very like poorly written uh, or illegible letters and stuff like that. Uh, here's some of my work right here. As you can see, I'm a very uh, detailed note taker. Oh, I... this will not do at all. This. You, your, your lines are all across the page and they're different sizes and there's no room to write anything else and for some reason you've written Flex Seal over and over and I don't even yes. know what that is. <laughs> that it's is... It's not a Tupex you. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Well, uh, the, the reason I ask is you've known Tony a long time, and if he's looking for adventure, I'm willing to describe this entire experience for him. But what does he know about extreme sports? I'm talking about jumping off of buildings, rolling, doing uh, things that are, you know, shall, shall I say, devilish and daring. Well, besides his uh, magical... Um I guess you could call it training. I don't think that he's had much experience with things like that. He uh, he does not like to jog very often. Okay. So, I think that there might be a way for us to tie this together and really make Tony hit the big times with street magic. He'll do things like... We'll, we'll, we'll discuss, I'll discuss this with him. I've got an idea, though, that's going to make this guy set up set apart from everyone else, and is going to finally get his name in lights. And as I'd said that, I'd, like, put my hand gesturing, like, uh, there's a marquee with his, you know. You were cutting in and out at that last point. Oh, I, I, I said, like, that there's, like, I'm waving to a marquee, like, you know, reading something, like. Okay. Uh, and then Wittens is going to spend the, the rest of the time um, while they're gone just, like, having you practice writing. Okay. Uh, and... Everybody gets back roughly around the same time, just for the sake of convenience. Hold on, before we move on, I just want to point out the irony of saying, oh, we'll get his name in lights when that's exactly what we did with my introductory story. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Magic. It's coming full circle. Tajmil will catch up to Tony. That's okay. <laughs> He's got like all of these great ideas, and Tony's just like, yep, I've done that, and I've done that, and I've done that. Well, here's the thing. All right, if he's back. Hey, Tony. Uh, hey, I. So I'm supposed to hey, make check some... this out, and then uh, I do the fireball. Whoa, Wittens, did you where, see that? Where do you shoot the fireball? I just do the one that's in the hand. Okay, Wittens, check this out. See, this is the type of spark that I'm talking about that this guy has—the it factor. We're gonna make this. He's gonna be the biggest, uh, the biggest magician you've ever seen. We're gonna make. He's gonna be doing stuff that'll knock your socks off. Yeah, Russ, you, Jim. And then he starts reloading. <laughs> uh, the connotations behind that. Anyway, um, Wittens is visibly impressed but and puts down the bucket of water that he was filling. 
I would point over to the bucket of water and I'd say, Tony, I think it's time we take your magic to a whole new level. Hear me out, buddy. All right. What if we freeze you in a block of ice? I'm not listening. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on before you shoot me down. What if we get you to do street magic? Okay, I'm listening again. Okay, if we get you to do some street magic, starting out, you know, you'll do small stuff like maybe uh, card tricks or what? what's in your repertoire? What do you feel most comfortable with starting out? But I'm ready to take this to the next level, do some big stuff like making the Statue of Liberty disappear and stuff. Lord Falcone walks in the building. Hashmal, <laughs> I already do street magic, but I'm interested in doing more of it, and now I've got this. Well, I, I shouldn't waste my last ammunition, but you get the idea. Well, guys, we got a mission. Well, what are you guys talking about? Magic. What about if you go by the pseudonym Chris Angel, Mind Freak? Hacktongue! tongue. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's probably a little uh, Tony overplayed. just turns to you deadpan and gives you the are you stupid look. <laughs> well, either way, guys, we got a job we can do tomorrow. You guys down? We're just going to be What's the job? We're just going to be protecting a caravan. Is it goes doing to- magic for them? Good idea. Tony goes upstairs to like pack a suitcase. I don't know about protecting, but I can be a lookout. Yeah, that would be most useful. We just operate as we normally do. So I guess that means Tony can do magic the whole time, and Merida, keep watch. And Tajmil and me will handle any people if they come up. If this is a client, we should make sure Tajmil doesn't steal from them. Tajmil? Hey, listen, I'm getting my uh, income now legitimately, guys. I've turned over a new leaf, and I smile in my gold tooth, like from Home Alone, because I, ding! Okay. Well, uh, just tomorrow by mid-afternoon, we need to be in the market, right? Trevor? Yep. Yep. And and from there, it's just a... Pretty short trip. Shouldn't take longer than a day or two, right? How long is this? Um, it, he expected it to take about um, three day, two to three days to get to where uh, you needed to escort them. And then if negotiations went well, uh, you wouldn't need to handle anything from there. If not, then you would need to escort him back. But about five days uh, total, and the... Um, the ball at the Lord Mistborn's place, the uh, place is in about 10 days or so. Okay. Tony calls down from upstairs. What's it going to look like where we're going? Not very built. It's one of the new towns. Desert? I have no idea. It could be lush jungle for all I know. <laughs> Wittens, what do you think? Desert or jungle? Um, which direction is the caravan heading? Southerly. Um, hmm. I believe in the southern direction there's a couple of rivers and, uh, there's a, a small bay a little bit to the west. I don't think you're, unless you're going more than three days out, you won't get out into the more deserty part of the roughs. Thank you, Wittens. Yep, yeah, so we should be fine. Um, uh, 
and everybody just pack accordingly and all right well all this talk about jungle say tony want me to bring along the jungle book for you oh sure that sounds like a good idea all right i'd pack up all my stuff i'm good to go guys and uh tony comes down wearing like a turquoise suit with uh, like green pattern on it that just kind of like swirls and the matching top hat. Wittens, would you be so good as to care for Fluffles while we're gone? I don't, I don't want to lose him out, out and about again. Of course, Master Tony. I'll be sure he gets plenty to eat. Oh, aside, Trevor, did I already talk to him about finding his friend? Fluffles uh, friend? no, I don't think so. All right. I'll take the time now. And also, Wittens, I was thinking, uh, when we when Fluffles got lost before, he seemed to really like the uh, cave. Could you hire someone to find a good cave where I could uh, buy the land there and, you know, give him some place that he'd like? And I'd also like to hire someone to go find his friend that we had to leave behind. Uh, very well, Master Tony. And go ahead and give me a resources roll difficulty, too. All right. And so it's six, right? Yep. I got fours. All right. Uh, yeah, he, uh, Wittens says that he'll, uh, I'll, I'm very confident that this is something I can make happy, uh, make happen for you, Master Tony. Your family has a lot of, uh, clout when it comes to land allocation outside of the city. All right. Do I spend one or two resources for that? Uh, let's make it two. Done. Uh, at that moment, there is a knock on the door. Come in. And uh, in walks Jane. <laughs> hey, Jane! Go! Leave again! Sorry, didn't know who you were. Go ahead and walk right back out. <laughs> I'd clear my throat and say, <clears throat> I'm afraid the position's been filled, <laughs> uh, What? What do you mean? When yeah, I just... left your place, I uh, ended up conspiring against you and took your job. And I again, I would smile with the gold tooth. Ding! Well, I mean, if if it means just taking a slightly lower salary, I, I'm sure I'd be willing to do the job for uh, for less than what he's being offered. Oh boy, here we go. I'm, Are we going to do sorry, the Jane. auction? Uh, Falcone seems very adamant that uh, he wants to to keep our crew to us. So um, keep what I've paid you so far, and um, I'm I'm sorry. It looks like it's not going to work out. Ah. <sighs> Rust this. This is why I didn't quit my job yet. And he uh he ha- he walks out the door. Falcom's gonna walk out after him. Hey Jane. <laughs> Come here. What now? Haven't you ruined my life enough? I no, I I could go much further. But listen. Anything you've seen, heard, know about us, you just forget. Take what Tony paid you as payment to just move on with your life. You don't even have to work for it. Alright. Now... Will you leave me alone if I do? That's the point. If you don't, though... Then I get back involved. But, also... If you receive an offer from someone... Come to us, and we'll double it. How about that? I don't. I don't want you selling Give me us a out. Physique minus charm, because you're you're trying to intimidate him, but it's undercut a little bit by how reasonable you are after that. So give me a roll of five. Plus one for your nobleman's bearing. 
Uh, I got three nudges, so I'm going to re-roll, because I got a three, two, and a five. So that's that. So I can re-roll the four dice. Yep. <laughs> Another three nudges. That's okay, yeah, and you can't re-roll just ten. one die, so... Um, he, he's, I assume that, like, you put a, sh- a hand on his shoulder or something, uh, uh, like, to reinforce the point that you'll get back involved, and he's gonna shrug that off, and he's gonna say, yeah, whatever, just leave me alone, and he's gonna walk the other way. Alright, I hope that's done. Walk back in. Uh, Merida, how have you been reacting to all this? Merida's just kind of been, like, chilling in her corner, just, like, writing... Like, trying to make come up a game plan, like, more than she has for when the, um, when the party happens. So she's kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like, lookout job. It's fine. Tony is demonstrating some of his card magic to Tajmil and dropping cards al- along the way. I would just, like, clap, uh, uh, slap the uh, top part of one of my hands on the palm of the other one. I'd say, no, it's one, two, one, two. Come on, again. Tony, like, gives you the sideways look. Tajmil, this isn't a dance. It's magic. Like this. And then he does the classic, like, I pull a coin behind your ear trick. Mind-blown surprise Pikachu face. Did you just steal that from me? What the rust? (laughs) Well, Tajmil could, like, keep track of any coin magic because all he'd have to do is burn his metals and he could see where the coin is at all times. <laughs> That's a fair point. But was he? <laughs> uh, I but, don't think necessarily he would be based no, on he would. Experience. Yeah, he wouldn't be just chilling burning a little bit. That's an interesting thought. So, Tony, uh, have you ever jumped off any buildings... I'm really. I don't trying... like where this is headed. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. We can we could set this up so that it's safe, but we're gonna need to do some pull off some big tricks if we're really wanting to attract a crowd outside of a uh, few onlookers. Um, I can shoot I, fire now. That's a pretty good trick. I do want to point out, it's, as somebody who can jump off a building, no problem. It's much less impressive on Skadriel as it would be in Earth on Earth. Oh. Like that—that's something that would take you no effort whatsoever, and like somebody like you, another coin shot would be completely unimpressed. Yeah, but that'd be like another magician or something being like, "Boo, this is terrible." I mean, Which, I guess uh, if you coincidentally like, if you're like, are there any seekers in the audience? I need or, you to how verify that we... I am not burning steel. <laughs> yeah, verification. Or how long can you hold your breath underwater? Are we just getting Tony killed? No, we're doing something to get this guy we're, to the top. We're turning him game. into David Blaine slash Chris Angel slash Harry Houdini. Oh. Tajmo, I absolutely love your enthusiasm for the show, and we'll keep brainstorming more ideas. All right. I mean, if that's what you want, I'm just trying to take this to the next level. Yeah, let's. Uh, you're you're my scribe now, so you can write them down. And then write down these ideas as you come as they come to you, and I'll think of some ideas too, and we'll come up with something amazing. All right. Well, just get on it then. I mean, I I guess if that's the route you want to go, and so I'd I'd start writing down all the ideas like 
starting with exploding and words like that. All right, and is anybody doing anything else during this day? Don't think so. No, I'd be resting. Just feeding fluffles. Okay, you guys wake up the next day. Uh, is anybody going to do any extra preparations before you head out? I'm going to go grab the Mahuitl. Lord Falcone's going to go grab it from his place before he leaves out. Tony is going to touch base with the era colors and see if they have any in- intel on the area. Um, yeah, you go and you ask Sev if he has any information on it. And um, Sev kind of gives you a basic geography outline, kind of like Witten's does, does, but tells you that House Eric Heller hasn't sent any scouts down that way to confirm what the general reports have already said. And to thank him, Tony does like another magic trick for him. Uh, give me a physical. I'll look up my physique. Should keep my character sheet open. Three. Oh, it'll be three plus one for your magician. Oh. Oh yeah, nice. All right, I got three nudges, so I'm gonna re-roll two of those dice. Okay. No, just a nudge, no four. Uh, perhaps work on that one just a little bit more. <sighs> You're right, Sev. Uh, Merida, are you doing up? anything before you leave? She's probably going to look up anything about the route they're taking or, like, any possible information about um, who they're helping. I don't even know who we're helping, really. Oh. Yeah, how are you trying to find this information? Obviously my book. Just in your book? Well, I mean, any resources that's available to me, but for right now, just the book, because that's what I have available. Well, I mean, you have to leave in a couple hours, so if you wanted to go somewhere other than, like, looking to see what you might have recorded about this area to the south, then... Um, that would be what you'd have to do instead. Are there libraries? Um, there is the, at least the collection of books that Harmony created when he deposited everybody at the Field of Rebirth. Uh, that would be the closest thing to a library, but um, I'm, you know, it's still 20 years into discovering this new world, so I'm not sure how many books about the area there would be. Okay, uh, she's just going to check her book. Um, give me... Did we decide that would be a resources roll, I think? I think so. Yeah, give me a resources roll, but it's going to be pretty high difficulty. I get five because of the negative one spent, right? Yeah, and John, why don't you give me an influence roll? And then if you, uh, if you get meet the difficulty, I'll give you some more for Seb as well. So I get a bonus for socialite? Yeah, that works. I got two fours and a nudge. Okay, um, Merida, you looked into the rumors of Coloss uh, when those came up uh, in your free time, and you know that that tribe was to the south of the city. Okay. I also got fours, but no nudges. Um, he gives you the name of somebody claiming to be a noble who was talking about heading in that direction, and that name is Crestafori. So, um, Sab kind of like pulls you to the side and gives and tells you that he he's fairly sure that this is not an actual noble, uh, despite what he claims. And at best, he would be a bastard uh, 
offspring of one of the nobles uh, and not an actual nobleman himself because he's never heard the name Crestofori before. I'm going to write that down under Secrets Known since I don't see another spot to make notes. And what were you saying, Kelly? So my information basically tells me there's chances of Coloss where we're going. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Um, last season, that uh, the rumors about the Coloss right around when you met Gavel, um, when you looked into it a little bit, that was the area that they were reported to be spotted in. Okay, I'll relay that to the rest of the crew. Hmm. Well, that being said, that is, there is any way... troubling. Yeah, is there any way I can get some potions or something then? Because I feel like uh, I'm gonna need something like that. Uh, potions don't really exist in Skadriel. Is there any sort of uh, protection I can get? Like you can maybe get more a light vials, yeah, healing items. That's it. Yeah, you could maybe try and get more vials, or you could try and buy some armor for the trip. Okay. What about healing items? Are there no healing items? No, because there's no healing items in universe other than the um, F gold. Yeah, or chemical gold. Oh, well. Um, yeah, Brian, if you wanted to try and get armor, um, okay. I would give you... It would be a resource uh, rolled. You'd have seven, and we'll make it a difficulty two for armor... Or a difficulty one for armor that absorbs one damage. Uh, difficulty Hold two up. for it's, armor that absorbs two. literally in the game reference... Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Resources, bribes, and buying equipment. If you want the. Okay, would you be more interested in a shield or armor? Personally, I think I would do better with a shield because isn't that some like okay? It's my understanding. A coin shot, yeah, I use the allomancy to push it, but I still am good at throwing things, right? Uh, it would just be a physique roll if you were trying to throw something. Okay. Unless it was a metal shield, I'd let you use that as an impromptu weapon. Is that something that's wise, though? Because I feel like that could end up being a weapon against me. If you have metal on you, it absolutely can be by other coin okay. shots and stuff. But what sort of armor are we talking? Is that going to decrease or hinder my movement or something? If you stick with leather armor, it's a difficulty two roll, and it absorbs one damage from physical attacks. And then there's okay. also a wooden shield option, also difficulty two. Um, no metal, but it adds one to die to defense rolls against physical attacks. So one of them adds die, one of them absorbs damage. Okay. Uh, and now Dude, if, if you I had... went with the metal shield, you could Captain America stuff. That's kind of what I was thinking, but I feel like that that could be used against me, though. Oh, it could. Ah, uh, man. Can I? What, what about the metal shield? Is that any different? Um, the small metal shield... Adds one to defense die rolls against physical attacks. And it's only a difficulty one. Okay, so you, the lower the difficulty, the easier it is to... Yeah, you'd only need to roll a pair of ones. Okay, well then, can I... And I can then use this, like I could basically Captain America the shield, right? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure you can get it to bounce back to you since you're not a lurcher. Yeah. But you could definitely use it as a weapon. Okay, alright, I'll go with the metal shield then, I guess. And let and me let me give me one second. I'm gonna check to see how much damage coins normally do. Um, I think coins were a plus two weapon. Maybe I put it in Taj Mish. Anyway, we'll worry about that when the time comes. Okay. All right, um, I'm good so, to go then. Yeah, if you want to make your roll with seven or six dice. No, seven dice. Right now to see if I could buy it. Yep. Okay. And which one are you trying to buy? The wooden or the metal? The metal, small metal. 
Um, looks like two fours, a five, a six, and two ones. Yep, that's good enough. Um, for the duration of this journey, you will have that small metal shield. Okay. And then that'll disappear as a prop when you finish with this quest. Okay. Uh, anybody else want to do anything else? Uh, Falcom, did you want to try and buy anything before you left? Nope, that should be all. That should okay. be all. Uh, you guys arrive to the marketplace, um, and you see the uh, caravan that's obviously loading up to leave town. Um, Falcom, you walk over, and I assume you introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. Shake whoever looks like he's in charge hand. Say, Lord Falcom, I'll be your escort. Yeah, there's a man who's, like, standing there with some papers in one hand. He's kind of directing the flow of traffic around him, um, yelling at some people to be careful with a certain thing. Um, A lot of people are loading up from the shop, uh, just crate upon crate, very large crates, and they look very heavy. They're loading them onto these separate wagons. And as you approach, he turns to you, um, and you introduce yourself to him, and he shakes your hand. He says, ah, welcome. I'm Avias. Glad to have you aboard. Need somebody like you out in these parts. I think Mary's yep. going to step up to him and just kind of be like, Hello, I'm his associate, and I just wanted to let you know that I looked up the path we're going, and it seems like there could be chance of Coloss. A chance of Coloss? Well, I'd, I'm not sure you got filled in all the way then. You see, what we're trying to do is meet with the Coloss. What? Now, why are we doing that? Oh, you just let me worry about that. You just worry about getting me there. And if things don't go well, you worry about getting me out of there. Trust me, if I see Coloss, there's going to be problems. Uh, No, you don't don't need to be instigating the Coloss because I need to be I'm not instigating anything. I'm just finishing what they started. (laughs) I would would glare at him. Uh, Is this your guy? And he's going to say that to Falco. <laughs> yes, he's one of mine. Hold on just a second. Tajma, I'm going to like pull him aside. Can you do this without, I don't know, man. without attacking the Coloss? It's just so hard. I just, you know, have all these flashbacks of my dad getting, you know, like cut in half by that giant Coloss sword. And my mom being ripped to bits by him, too, so... Well, just think uh, of it this way. These probably aren't the same Coloss. They don't live that long. What are you talking about? All Coloss look alike to me. I don't care about them. Anyways. They have an inferior culture. But, I I don't like them much either. If this does go south, you have free reign to do whatever you want getting out of there. So, do you think you can do this or do you need to stay home? I would show him the shield, and I'd be like, listen, I didn't get this shield legitimately for nothing. And I'd give him a big smile with, yet again, a ding. I'm not sure what that's supposed to mean, but... It means I'm ready for... Yeah, I'll I'll do the best I can, but I'm just telling you now, the way that this is seeming, it's like there's a storm brewing. So this is going to probably end up ending with a fight. I mean, you know that. Well, and it's not one that I'm going to instigate. I think that, you know, that's just the nature of these people. Like, these are a psycho group of individuals. I agree with you in some respects. So, let's just play it cool, get paid. Hold, I'll 
hold on one second. I'll turn back to the the guy. What was his name? Aviers. So if things do go south, double the payment. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure I already paid your employer. Hazard play. Let's say if things do go incredibly south. We have to go out, get out of there. Will you compensate us for that? He's going to point at the uh, craftsman shop and says, you're going to have to take it up with him. He told me this was an all-inclusive deal. Well, I just want some kind of incentive to show you're not going to try and just immediate. We're not down to just rob Kolos or to instigate a fight with him. My my dear friend, I am not trying to rob the Coloss. I am trying to employ the Coloss. Well. Alright, well. We're, we'll be there to help protect you through thick and thin. Tony raises his hand. Uh, yes, you sir, who looks like you should, uh, should be at least up front with me, if not somewhere in a tea house somewhere. What can I do for you? Do Coloss like magic tricks? You know, when we get there, you can ask them. Ooh, good idea. And I think that's where we're going to call this episode. Oh, boy. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Hope you enjoyed that one. Uh, getting into a little bit of a side quest before we carry on with more main quest, And uh, we'll see where this leads with the Coloss. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you in two weeks. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> Mistborn and all related properties are owned by Brandon Sanderson and Dragonsteel Entertainment. The Mistborn Adventure Game is a product of Crafty Games. Special thanks to Steve Argyle for letting us use his artwork for the logo, and to Boardroom Design for putting the logo together for us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at LLOS Podcast. Or give us an email at lostlegendsofscadriel at gmail.com. We hope that you'll like and share and give us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.